pills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the pills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. It's time for the post game show with Nick Geary and Joe DiBiase. All right, gang, welcome in. Buffalo Bills postgame show. The Bills finish off the season opener on the road, the first team since 2015 to win against the Super Bowl champion on the road in on opening night, 31 to 10. Welcome in everybody. Nate Geary here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. We have a ton to get to over the next two hours. We're going to take a ton of phone calls. Let's get that number out there for people to call. It's 803-0551-888-552-550. Those are your numbers. You can tweet me at Nate Geary Sports. Um, we've got so much to get to over the next two hours. Obviously, um, just some commentary to start. I mean, obviously, this was a dominant performance by the Buffalo Bills in a game that was, I think, important for the statement for this team. I, th- th- this has been a three-week or so stretch since sort of the middle part of the preseason where expectations have been borderline ridiculous. They've, they've almost gotten to a comical place. In this game, the Bills go 9 for 10 on third down. And they, on their nine drives, 10 if you count the last drive where they took a knee and ended the game, they had four turnovers and scored 31 points. If they don't have those four turnovers, two of which were a little fluky, another one was a bad throw by Josh Allen, are they scoring 50 in this game? Scoring 50-plus? Josh Allen finished this game 26 of 31 for 297 yards, four total touchdowns. You know, listen, a lot of this game, a lot of tonight, we are going to talk a lot about Josh Allen, and deservedly so. And it's hard not to. There's just a lot to gush over when you when you talk about Josh Allen in this football game. Really, the whole arsenal on display for Josh Allen as a runner, whether it's designed runs or scrambles, um, as a guy that that plays outside the you know the the script, so to speak, and on the run that long touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, who finishes today eight for one twenty two in a score, um, and then. From the pocket, which is where really where if you are still for whatever reason a guy or a gal that you know wants to say well what what more could Josh Allen do to be better? Obviously, giving his receivers opportunities to run after the catch that's something he will admit to you that he worked on or wanted to work on this off season. But the thing was, is if there was one detraction, one thing you could take away from Josh Allen, it was his ability to just be a pocket passer, be a guy that can sit there, timing, rhythm, throw with accuracy. And, like, he just did that all game. And, and yeah, you know, Aaron Donald had a couple of moments early in that first half. But how you neutralize Aaron Donald is by getting rid of the football in less than three seconds. And Josh Allen did it all day, on time, with accuracy, in tight windows. They were dropping back six, seven, eight guys, and it didn't matter because Josh Allen was accurate. He was quick. He found the open receiver. 
And he was just a clinic for Josh Allen tonight. I mean, it was an impressive, impressive performance from this offense. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the concerns that I have with the backfield. You know, in this game, kind of a weird game from the from the running backs in this game. Zach Moss finishes 6-for-21, not rushing, receiving uh, in this game. So the second leading receiver in terms of receptions in this game, Zach Moss. Not exactly what a lot of us, at least me, had in mind when you were thinking about who would be the receiving back in this offense. Obviously, James Cook fumbles early in this football game on his very first NFL carry and doesn't, I think he sees the field one more time um, for the rest of the game. So that's going to be something they're going to have to work out and work with. I thought Devin Singletary was really solid in this game. Eight carries for 48 yards, six yards per carry. And I felt like maybe they could have used Singletary more in this game. Josh Allen led the way with carries in this game, 10 for 56 in a score. I need to see that number come down. I I, I know this is a big game. It's week one. Um, there was probably a lot of openings for Josh Allen in this game. But I, I need to see those designed runs way down, scaled back. I don't want to see Josh Allen averaging 10 carries per week. I think that's too much. I think that goes away from a lot of the things they want to do um, or a lot of things that they said they wanted to do this offseason by you know allowing Josh Allen to maybe not take so many hits I mean if he's running up the middle he's a runner he's taking hits he took a few hits today and I'd like to see them find ways to reduce his workload in the run game and it starts with effectiveness from the guys in the backfield and we saw maybe most notably Devin Singletary's impact on this game and maybe the lack of impact that Zach Moss who only had 15 yards and obviously James Cook who fumbled early in this football game both of those guys are going to need to step up behind Singletary because right now it feels like it's a wide open race at the RB2 position behind Singletary 8030550 is your numbers to call I got an open phone line we'll get to a bunch of phone calls here in just a moment I did want to just mention and talk about the defensive performance in this game short of the turnovers that really created short field scenarios for this Los Angeles Rams defense. I mean, what a clinic this Buffalo Bills defense. Is it possible that the Bills got better defensively? The top-ranked defense from a year ago got better defensively. It certainly feels that way in this game. Matthew Stafford 41 attempts, only 240 yards, 3-3 interception this game, but 7 sacks by the Bills defensive line. Obviously the guy that everyone's going to talk about in this game and you flip on SportsCenter and SVP right now, all you're going to see is highlights of Von Miller. Rightfully so. He looked legit. AJ Epinesa, a sack and a half in this game, right? Jordan Phillips, a sack and a half in this game. Jordan Phillips, man, looked like 2019 version of Jordan Phillips. He's renewed. He's got juice. And he's in a role on this defensive line where he's going to be able to thrive. This defensive line will not get enough credit in this game. And and they'll hear a lot of credit. It won't be enough. Because it's not just the sacks. It's not just the pressures. It's not just their ability to really swamp down on that uh, interior part of the defensive line. 18 carries for 52 yards. 2.9 yards a rush for Los Angeles in that first half. By the way, where is Cam Akers? Three carries in this game? Zero yards? Um, that, that was a head-scratcher for me for a team that I do think when you're Sean McVay, you want to run the football. They just... They got behind in early in that second half, and they can never get back to their run game. But overall, the Bills' defensive line had a domino effect on the rest of that defense. The secondary played a better game um, because, and those rookie corners, Christian Benford and Kyrie Elam, I thought both had good games. Dane Jackson has an interception in this game. Overall, and then before I even get into the, m- more of the overall point here, 
the linebackers. The linebackers balled out. Tremaine Edmonds in this game. Um, you know, he has 10 total tackles, led the way for the Bills, seven solo. And Matt Milano, seven tackles in this game. Taron Johnson was all over the field, had tackle for loss and a pass deflection, nine total tackles in this game. But Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are now free to roam the field against the run. They're no longer worried about those offensive guards getting to the second level because they do not have the beef, the girth in the middle of this defense. Daquan Jones absolutely setting the line of scrimmage, setting the point of attack. And then you've got Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle, who sort of goes under the radar in this game as well. That defensive line performance had a domino effect on the rest of the defense, and it showed today, giving up 10 points. Frankly, probably should have been less. A great throw, great catch by Cooper Cup in the back of the end zone. Overall, it's hard to poke any holes in this game short of the running back situation right now behind Devin Singletary. 803-0550. It's time now to get our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Buffalo and Serve Pro Serve Pro team Luzzy. Serve Pro responds first and faster to any size disaster. Let's go to Brad in Pittsburgh uh if we can uh, if we can do so. Brad, you are on Buffalo Bills post game. Welcome Brad. Oh, thank you, Nate. Listen all the time. Love the show. Thanks for taking the call. Pleasure. Um, couple notes on the game. Third down, I believe it was the second drive. We threw an out to Gabe Davis where it was clearly held. Okay, no call. Fair. Fine. Fair enough. The Rams touchdown drive. Okay, they go for it on fourth down. The play clock is at zero. Mm-hmm. They snap the ball. No flag on that. Whatever. You know, this game could have really got out of hand after the first, in the first half. But other than that, I want to talk about Devin Singletary. Why this guy is not the feature back just baffles my mind. I know he's not a burner, but you know what? Thurman Thomas wasn't a burner either. And he was pretty freaking awesome, if you remember. Um, six yards a carry. He had eight carries today. This guy should get... 15 to 25 carries a game. Yeah, Brad, listen, I'm with you. I, you know, and I think in this game, the ineffectiveness of the running backs behind him are, are likely going to force the hand of the Bills. And listen, I, I, I think, you know, James Cook is worthy and, and will have earned a, a, another opportunity in the coming weeks to, to, to get back out there. But we know that when you put the ball on the ground, even, even if the ball is not recovered by the defense, you can easily get in the in the doghouse of Sean McDermott. We saw it early last year with Devin Singletary, and then Zach Moss had the had a case of the fumbles, and then Singletary sort of took that backfield over, and it was that. That was that from this Bills backfield. And Zach Moss fumbled late in the fourth quarter as they were trying to ice it and and, and run the clock out. Um, so yeah, I, the ineffectiveness of both of both Moss and Cook in this game, but I think maybe most notably Moss, um, is going to lead to more opportunities for Devin Singletary. They have done everything in their power to try to get other guys involved, and they just have not really earned or been worthy, um, you know, worthy reasons to move the ball away from turning around and handing the ball to Devin Singletary. So I, I would expect next week when the Bills face off on Monday night against the Tennessee Titans that we will see a far, far more uh, more volume for Devin Singletary if I were a betting man. All right, let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Walter in Toronto. Walter, you're on Buffalo Bills postgame. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, I really I really enjoyed the game. I, I have a, a question regarding uh, our turnover situation. 
Uh, I mean, actually, I was kind of happy Moss chopped that last ball because we had clearly won the game and, and Allen's still running. So I'm thinking, you know what, let's, let's get Allen on the sidelines. So I, I didn't mind that last fumble. But just in terms of the turnovers, you think if we would have been playing a stronger team, the, the, the Rams they didn't have anything tonight. They, they're clearly missing, uh, you know, Beckham and, and a few other uh, uh, um, components there. But do you think the turnovers would have hurt us against a stronger uh, team uh, than than the Rams? And, uh, and you know, I love your show. And uh, thanks, I'll, Walter. I'll be calling in. Thank, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for calling in. Uh, thanks for listening. I know, like our, our reaction, the Bills win thirty-one to ten, and uh, stronger team, Walter. I that's the defending champs, and I know you know you know not having Odell Beckham Jr. All I've heard all offseason was. How and especially after training camp and preseason, the hype train around Al Robinson had two targets in this game. They didn't even target him. Um, you know, I like I, they are very clearly missing their All Pro, future Hall of Famer, left tackle. There's no doubt about that. Whitworth. There's no doubt. Um, Austin Corbett, their their starting guard from a year ago, not current. I believe he's injured and not playing. So yeah, they've got some issues on their offensive line, but. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, I mean, 13 catches, 100 and whatever yards he had in the score today. Um, yeah, like, a stronger team? How many stronger teams, uh, how many teams are the Bills going to play on their schedule this year and into the playoffs that have Aaron Aaron Donald and, and Cooper Cup? You know, and, and, and I think at the end of the day, this was a good Los Angeles Rams football team playing in their first game after winning the Super Bowl. And they just got, they got boat raced off of their home field after they got their rings and their banner raised. Um, I, I think this was a statement game from the Bills. This was a blowout, and the score doesn't exactly reflect it. This was an old-school bleep kicking. I mean, the Bills just absolutely went to town on the Los Angeles Rams, and I again, I just... Overall, it was an impressive performance, all three phases. And if you go to Football Outsiders right now, the Bills are the only team in the NFL that are ranked in the preseason top five for offense, defense, and special teams. All three phases, all three were on display tonight. By the way, they didn't punt again. They didn't punt once. This team doesn't punt. Who cares who the punter is? They didn't punt again. There was a point, 8.48 in the second, in the second quarter, Zach. 8.48. What happened? It's the first time. The first yeah. the, no, no, the first time the ball touched the ground offensively. We were talking about that. I mean, even Josh Allen's a interception. Full quarter. Yeah, I mean, the ball didn't touch the ground. It's just the offense. You, you moved to Ken Dorsey, and it's just it, it was it was Thank nothing. You. It was nothing. Thank you for bringing up Ken Dorsey. I how I forgot to sort of throw that in my in, in you know commentary to start the show. Ken Dorsey today was. Borderline perfect. And yes, four turnovers. There's, he called an offense that probably could have scored 50 points in this game. Oh, we were, ta- we were talking about it at halftime. We're, we're sitting there going, like, the only reason this game is tied is the Bills having sloppy turnovers. That's right. And it's now going to, I mean, I'm going to be very interested in Coach McDermott's comments. Cause As who, am I. Who, who is going to go in the doghouse now? Almost all your running backs fumbled the ball. Isaiah yeah. McKenzie, but now Isaiah McKenzie had a bad, you know, essentially he caught But has the touchdown catch. And, but he has the touchdown catch. Yeah. But it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm almost wondering what the storyline is going to be, you know, tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, going into this weekend. Are the Bills even going to be talked about? The Rams looked completely yeah, and the story, The story could be about the Rams tomorrow. 
on national they TV. They couldn't cover anybody. Ramsey is getting cooked. He stayed on the left side of the field 90% of the game, and whoever's on the left side of the field cooked him. Diggs goes off tonight, nine targets, eight catches. He has that huge 50-plus yard bomb that, that he catches for a touchdown. Davis has a deep route that he catches. Yeah. It was it was It, it was, was a relaxing. show. It was a show. And, and here's the thing, right? And Steven Ruiz, who who I'm a big fan of for, for the win, um, you know, and I know some Bills fans get after him because he still finds little jabs. He's 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 good at at picking the scab with with Bills fans on, on Twitter particularly. But he said, All right, let, let's not make rash decisions. Let's not make irrational judgments on scripted plays. Let's wait till we get past the first script. The first 10 plays were chef's kiss. I mean, just absolutely a great script to start this game. They knew exactly where they wanted to attack the Rams. They did it flawlessly on the first drive. I think Allen goes 7-for-7 seven seven on that first drive. And they just looked crisp, sharp. I mean, for a team that, that had one drive offensively in the preseason, this looked like a team that has had a lot of time together, not a team that is, you know, debuting a new offensive coordinator and two new starting offensive linemen and, well, you know, two new off- starting offensive linemen, Ryan Bates moving from the left side to the right side and insert Roger Saffold on the left side. Your your right tackle, Spencer Brown, didn't play at all with the starters during the preseason or training camp. It was all David Quisenberry. All of a sudden, he's inserted in the starting lineup and you've got, you know, you just have this beautiful in-sync feeling on this offensive line. And, and then, you, you know, we didn't see a lot from Dawson Knox tonight. I'm sure that's going to change. I'm just sure that part of the game plan was get the ball to your receivers. Uh, get the ball to Stephon Diggs, who finishes this game 8 for 122. I mean, this is a team offensively right now that is clicking on all cylinders in week one. And you have Ken Dorsey, who puts together that perfect game script to start the game. But then we get to see how Dorsey reacts, how he adjusts on the fly, his second-half adjustments. They go right down the field on the first scoring drive of the second half, and they go down the field and score again. Um, so, yeah, this was an impressive performance offensively. But most notably, I was thoroughly impressed by Ken Dorsey's first game as the Bills' offensive coordinator. It all looked just within himself. He just... There was no plays where you scratched your head. There was no, listen, and I'm a big Brian Dable fan, but there were plays that Brian Dable called. He'd be like, damn it, Brian, what are you doing? What's, that's a terrible play call. You know, and he wasn't the guy that turned around and handed the ball off a whole bunch, right? They finished the game with 25 carries and 31 passing attempts. Ten of them came from the quarterback, right? I mean, they had 15 carries by running backs. If you were worried he was going to veer away from the pass-heavy offense that Brian Dable ran, fear not. He did not do that. So, yeah, overall, the Ken Dorsey experience today was a really good one. Excited. I'm seeing, I'm really excited how this offense evolves from the performance we saw today. Let's grab one more phone call and let's get your Skyrock stats of the game. Let's go to Kyle, uh, who's been waiting patiently. Kyle, you are on the postgame show. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, Nate. How we doing? Pleasure, man. Good. Hey, I don't have much to say. All I just want to say is the expectations going into this year were huge. And I was expecting the worst tonight, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, I, I felt like we were going to hit our stride midseason, a, a new OC and everything. And we came out, first drive, guns a-blazing. Um, the offense looked absolutely unreal. We had four turnovers tonight, but really only one of them I'm going to count. Uh, was that what, one throw that Josh should have made a little behind um, Crowder. Um, those two running backs that fumbled, those guys are fighting for, for snaps. So, you know what, nothing but good things to say about the offense. Shout out Ken Dorsey. Great first game as an OC. Great first game as an OC. But this game comes down to the defense in my eyes. 
I mean, those four D tackles, those guys rotate in and out. Ed Oliver was in and out. I don't know if he was cramping, it was an ankle or whatever was going on. Those guys were nuts. They were insane. We, we had a six-round rookie starting over the first round. Rookie. <laughs> he was picked 160 picks later. I mean, come on. I mean, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but tonight it looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, Poyer's making it look like he wants that money, and like everything looks fantastic. I mean, those are the Super Bowl champs, man. I mean, I don't know if we're going to face better offense than that. So, nothing but good things to say. We got to obviously we got to strengthen up those running backs. They can't be doing that. Moss is going to be fun for a roster spot sooner than later. Cook will be all right. Um, but I mean, outside of that, we get Trey White back. I think the sky's the limit for us, man. I, I, that's about all I got to say. And uh, I hear what you got to say. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, I mean. I'm with you on the, on the James Cook point. Um, like he's going to get some opportunities here over the next couple of weeks. It's a tough start, you know, like fumbling on your first NFL carry. Um, not the way he wanted to start this game. And and frankly, had he not fumbled, I think we would have seen more of James Cook. And he's going to have to earn that back. He's going to likely be in the Sean McDermott doghouse for the next couple of weeks. And we'll see. Can he get involved in the pass game? Because I'm going to tell you what, when when Zach Moss catches the football, six catches today on six targets, when Zach Moss catches the football, no one's holding their breath, really. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, it's time now for the Skyworks Stats of the Game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, building America from the ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. I mentioned a whole bunch of stats. Let's go to some team stats in this game. Passing first downs, 15 for the Bills. Uh, they were 9 of 10 on third down. They ran 58 total plays and averaged 7 yards per play. The difference in this game, the Bills averaged 7.1. The Rams averaged 3 Point seven, uh, rushing it on the day. The Bills finished with 121 yards on 25 attempts, 4.8 yards per carry. Penalties in this game, a pretty clean game from both sides. Five for 35 for the Bills, four for 30 for the Rams. And time of possession in this game, pretty close as well. The Bills finished with 31-14. The Rams 28. 28- 46. Let's grab a couple of the singular individual stats as well in this game. Josh Allen finishes the game 26 of 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He also added 56 yards and a touchdown on the ground and a quarterback rating of 112 in this game. Devin Singletary led the way on the ground, four for 48 in a six-yard per carry average through the air. Stephon Diggs finishes this one, eight for 122 and a score, including a 53-yard touchdown over Jalen Ramsey. A couple other guys from this game as well. Well, Jamison Crowder finishes a surprising 3 of 28 in this game. As I say surprising, he didn't show a lot in preseason, was hurt for the couple first couple of weeks of training camp, uh, which really saw Isaiah McKenzie take a lot of uh, those slot snaps during training camp. Isaiah McKenzie finishes this game 6 for 19, and the other guy in this one 4 for 88 and a score. That was Gabriel Davis. And defensively, Tremaine Edmonds finishes the game 10 tackles. Uh, Teron Johnson, 9 tackles in this game, including a tackle for a loss and a pass deflection. Dane Jackson finishes with an interception this game. Gregory Rousseau, a sack, a pass deflection, and a tackle for loss. Jordan Phillips in this game, a sack and a half, a tackle for loss. A couple of other interceptions in this game as well. Um, For the Bills, Jordan Poyer finishes with an interception um, in this game. And Boogie Basham, uh, you know, I talked a little bit uh, about A.J. AJ Epinesa in this game, but Boogie Basham ends up with a sack and an interception in this game, and he also played some defensive tackle. So a lot to love from this Bills defense and from the Bills' previous couple of drafts. This draft and last year's draft on full display. Greg Rousseau again in this game, a sack, and then Boogie Basham with a sack and an interception. In this draft, Christian Benford and Kyer Elam played masterfully well, both 
kind of played in in spot duty, probably about 50% of the snaps for each of them. I thought both of them played a very sound, very good game for their first NFL action. Let's take a timeout on the other side. We'll continue taking phone calls here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is Nate Geary. This is Buffalo Bills football. Despite four turnovers, the Buffalo Bills kept up the offseason hype with a 31-10 win over the defending champion Los Angeles Rams. Even with a pair of interceptions, Josh Allen was pinpoint under center for Buffalo, 26 of 31, 297 yards, and three touchdowns to overcome those picks. Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie with some touchdowns, as well as the beautiful 53-yard bomb to Stephon Diggs to blow the gates open. He's in the gun, gets a snap. Pocket collapsing, gets out of pressure, runs to his right, throws it downfield, looking for Diggs. Diggs stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone! Touchdown, Buffalo, Stephon Diggs! Adjusted as the ball was hung up high by Josh Allen. He was under heavy pressure. Diggs virtually stopped at the two-yard line, made the catch, and fell into the end zone. That touchdown was part of a monster stat line for Diggs. Eight catches, 122 yards. Gabe Davis adding 88 yards and four receptions on the evening. On the other side, Matthew Stafford was not allowed to get comfortable for the Rams, sacked seven times by the Bills' defense, twice by newcomer Von Miller. On second and six, LA's going to throw it again. This time, Stafford surrounded by Bills and dropped. He is sacked. Back at the 49-yard line, Von Miller got him and brought him down, the former Ram, the future Hall of Famer with his first sack in a Buffalo Bills uniform. That was one of two for Miller on the evening. Stafford finished 29 of 41 for 240 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, those going to Jordan Poyer, Boogie Basham, and Dane Jackson for the Bills' defense. Cooper Cup did everything he could for the Rams, 13 catches, 128 yards, and a score. The Rams' run game non-existent in this one as well, just 52 yards rushing as a team. Not everything went smoothly, though, for the B- for the Bills' defense here as defensive tackle Ed Oliver missed the entire second half due to an injury. What's next for the Bills? They get a long rest before their home opener on Monday Night Football on September 19th, that one coming against the Tennessee Titans. The sports update brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show on the Buffalo Bills radio network. 803-0551-888-552-550, your numbers to call. Before we take more phone calls, let's go hear from head coach Sean McDermott. No, I just think um, that, yes, they are a good team and well coached, got good players. Um, like Josh, I heard Josh, uh, his comments in the hallway there. It's, it's just about winning one game, and uh, that's what it was. We came, came together in the second half. Um, play good complimentary football starting with the opening kickoff of the second half and uh, you know, there's still some things we have to work on in terms of taking care of the football. Sean, you were so candid that you wanted more out of the pass rush. I know it's a one-game sample size, but just what did you make of this D-line tonight, the seven sacks and all guys contributing? Yeah, and I, I felt the D-line. I mean, you could feel them make an impact factor into the game. Um, when you can do that, it's, it helps you in the back end as well. So I thought, again, within, within the defense, the rush was helping the, the coverage, and the coverage was helping the rush, and, and it timed up well. And um, we got those Buffalo fans in that stadium behind us a little bit. That helped, too. Um, when we can, uh, I love watching our D-line you know, get the crowd into the, into the game, and especially when we're on the road like that. So appreciate Bill's Mafia showing up and showing out like they did. 
to see it from the younger guys too. Sorry. That's okay. How important was that to see that early this season? Yeah, I think AJ had one or two sacks, right? Uh, Boogie made some good contributions in there, so I don't have all the numbers in front of me in terms of who got what, but uh, Vaughn uh, made an impact early in the game, and um, so um, it was, again, good team defense and, and good complimentary football. So you mentioned Vaughn, his impact right there. Mm -hmm. He made the splash plays that you guys brought him in here to make, um, just kind of watching it firsthand there. What were your thoughts on his debut? Yeah, I loved it. Um, Got to be able to get there with four, and uh, and we were able to do that tonight. So I thought it was a great, um, great first game for those guys. And we'll go back and watch the film, of course. But I thought they did a great job in the run game, and then to be able to to uh, score points and get after the quarterback like we did down the stretch, in particular in the second half, I thought was effective for us. A veteran running back fumbles the ball versus a rookie running back on his first NFL carry. Do you, do you have to handle that as a head coach, maybe a little bit differently to make sure that? You don't risk losing him, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, you know it's funny. We had just talked about it on the headset. Hey, clock over yards at that point, and um, we're talking about in the four-minute situation there. So yeah, I mean those are learning opportunities for both players, and ones that can't happen going forward. And and those players understand that. John, you have, you know, there's different ways you can put a team away, step on their throat, whatever you want to talk or characterize it as, but. Plays you get from Diggs and Davis late to kind of yeah. put the thing away that way. I mean, just yeah, I thought it was a great call by by Dorse. Um, and let's let's not forget what the offensive line was able to do, uh, giving Josh time uh, to get it to to those guys. And I think Diggs was a little bit more of a scramble, maybe if I remember. And um, Josh stepped up in the pocket, I think, on Gabe's. So um, good play call, good execution. And uh, again, working together with the front, and that's a that's a good front. Their defensive line with 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 Donald and Floyd and everything. So I thought our offensive line did a great job, and, and in particular in the second half again uh, with the run game as well. So my hat goes off to those guys. So I asked Josh, I asked Josh if he was ticked off going into halftime because of the three turnovers. He said he was actually happy because it could have been worse the way you played in the first. How did you feel yeah. at halftime? Yeah, I mean. Um, Similar, I think we, we had left some opportunities, you know, out there. They hadn't really stopped us uh, offensively, and that was some of the talk that was going on in the locker room. We had stopped ourselves, so we just needed to get that cleaned up and and come out. I thought again that was a that was a really good start to the second half. Starting off with our kickoff team, I mean, I don't take that for granted. Those guys, they love playing, they love flying around, using their hands and getting to the ball. I think that they had the ball at the 11 yard line, maybe starting off. Then we went three and out. I think it was three and out, and and uh, get the ball at the minus 45, 43 yard line. I mean, all that that's that sequence was. It may not be talked about in the newspaper, but was a huge sequence for us. How pleased were you with the patience of the offense early when you know they were making sure to shut off any opportunity of big plays? You kind of had to take the stuff in front of you. And yeah, yeah, you want to be able to do that. We we knew coming in we had to be we had to be efficient offensively. You know, in part, at least a little bit, because of what what Aaron does, you know, and how quickly he can get to to your quarterback. So, if you hold the ball too long back there, he's gonna he's gonna show up, or somebody else is gonna show up. You know, 54. So I just thought we did a good job taking what they gave us. Josh was very uh, patient, and uh, the receivers were running crisp routes. So we're gonna do that and take what they give us there. I'm sorry. How do you feel about uh, Kendall's first game as OC? Yeah, I thought he really did some good things. Um, like all of us, we'll all go back and evaluate ourselves. What can what can we do to adjust going into week two? 
um, individually? What can we do on our sides of the ball to adjust and, and improve? And I think, like uh, like you guys heard them say, taking that growth mindset approach is important. What into the decision to start Christian over Um, You know, again, it's just body of work to this point. We're very confident in both players. Um, you know, we'll just see how it goes, see how they grade it out on, on the film. And we have confidence in both players, and, and I think both players will continue to work at it. Ed, Ed went back into the game, but is all good there? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I haven't really talked to Nate yet, so I'll, I'll know a little bit more probably tomorrow. Um, we'll see. Sean, to go 9 to 10 in third down efficiency. Yeah. Just what, what do you feel like that says about where your offense is already? Uh, I don't. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves here. I mean, um, I thought, again, Coach Dorsey called a really good game, and, and um, the execution is the big thing, right, to execute the way we did. Um, but we go back to the drawing board. Um, when we get home and, and, and try and make some adjustments where we need to. Um, so, um, but it was, it's great to be able to convert nine third downs. Um, so, but there's some things we can clean up in there too. Okay. All right, thanks, thanks guys. Thank you. All right, that is Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, and Sean McDermott's Coach's Podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown Auto. Dot com. We're going to take a timeout. Uh, well, actually, let's grab one phone call here before we take a break. Uh, that way we can sync things up and I can get a quick um, uh, network ID as well. Let's go to Jason in Chicago, who's been waiting patiently. Jason, you are on the postgame show. Welcome. Well, hey, guys. I just wanted to say thank you for taking my call. Um, I've been a Bills fan for almost 42 years now. Um, I was at the September 6, 1980 game when the Miami Dolphins lost to the Bills when Tom Dempsey made, with half a foot, made a field goal, and we just broke our 20-game streak. And I just wanted to say as a Bills fan, I had never seen a team tonight like the Bills want to take contact. Mm. Um, I can just see a number of times Moss and Singletary catching out passes or sort of dump-offs, and they just, they just buried their head and ran through guys. And that, to me, is what's the difference between the Bills becoming a, a good playoff team and a Super Bowl team is with that willingness to sort of want, seek out the contact and run over it. I mean, those guys look exhausted. The Rams looked exhausted in the second half, and we were just running over them and having fun with it, too. I mean, Josh getting up and smiling every single time he ran the ball. You can't you – can't, he was – if you never right, I, I just if you never work a day in your life, you know. I, sorry, if you if you love your job, you never work a day yeah. in your life, and it really looks like Josh Allen loves his job. So I, I'm just wanted to just share my experience as a, a Bills fan who's seen a lot, and uh, I just I've never been so excited for a team and a start like this. None of us could have predicted it, and it's better than we all expected. This is Christmas come early for those Bills fans. I completely agree, Jason. Thanks for the call, man. And yeah, I mean, for a, a team that has been talked about for the better part of like three months as the Super Bowl favorite, uh, to say that not even Bills fans could have expected the result tonight, I, I think that's legitimate. I, and I think that's sort of insane to think about. 803-0551-888-552-550. Before we take a timeout, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo, WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls, Buffalo, 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we're going to take a timeout on the other side. We'll continue taking more phone calls. Again, 803-0551-888-552-550. Your numbers to call. The Bills win 31-10 on the road in their home opener. They go to 1-0 on the season, and we'll talk more about that on the other side. This is Buffalo Bills football.
The Buffalo Bills kept up their offseason hype despite four turnovers. They go ahead and boat race the Los Angeles Rams 31-10 win over the defending champions. Josh Allen pinpoint in this game despite a pair of interceptions, 26 of 31 for 297 yards and three touchdowns to overcome those picks. Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie reeling in touchdowns for the Bills, while Gabe Davis opened the scoring with this 26-yard score. Takes it, looks... Pocket collapse is going to go deep. Looks downfield for Diggs at the 15, makes the catch there. No, it's Gabe Davis who makes the catch there, and he is brought down finally at the five-yard line. While that wasn't the touchdown, Gabe Davis did reel in that score at first 26 yards to open it up, 7 to nothing. Allen also leading the team in rushing 10 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Diggs leading the way with eight catches, 122 yards. Davis with a pair of big plays reeling in 88 yards on four receptions. On the other side, Matthew Stafford sacked seven times. Try to say that one seven times fast by the Bills' defense, twice by newcomer Von Miller. Stafford, 29 of 41, 240 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions by the Bills' defense, including one from cornerback Dane Jackson. From the Buffalo 36, the snap to Stafford. Fires this one is picked. No, what do they call it? They roll him down. It is picked off by the Bills, but they rule him down where he caught it. Dane Jackson came up with a loose ball. They'll have to look at this again to make sure he cleanly caught it. Jordan Poyer, Boogie Basham also with picks for the Bills' defense. As they continued their dominance throughout this game, the Rams had no run game in this one, just 52 yards rushing as a team. Cooper Cup did everything he could for L.A., 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Not everything went perfect for the Bills, though, on defense. Defensive tackle Ed Oliver missed the rest of the second half due to an injury. What's next for the Bills? They get a long rest before their home opener on Monday Night Football, September 19th, against the Tennessee Titans at Highmark Stadium. This update brought to you by UPS Stores of Western New York for every ing in small business, all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer with the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. I'm Nate Geary. Let's go to the difference maker of the game, and we're going to go with Josh Allen in this game, and it's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at RedshirtTreatment. Before we go back to the phones, we got an open phone line, 8030550 is the number to call. Let's grab why, of course, Josh Allen is the player of the game. He finishes with four total touchdowns in this game. He goes 26 of 31 for 297 yards in an 89.9 QBR in this game, uh, which is just a damn near perfect game in 112 quarterback rating um as i mentioned we got a couple of open phone lines the phone number to call is 8030550 uh let's go to evan who uh has been waiting patiently evan you're on the post game show welcome evan hello i uh, just wanted to thank you for having me on long time listener first time caller so um the first thing i wanted to say was that about the guy earlier saying if we were facing a stronger team you know i think we're kind of not making a big of a deal out of these turnovers. I mean, four is a decent amount. And, like, if we were facing the Chiefs, you know, we get four turnovers, I don't think the score is going to be as much of a blowout as it is. And also, 
I don't know what's the deal with the Zach Moss hate. Personally, like, every time he got the ball, he turned at least nothing to something. I mean, he's not having overall great numbers, but I feel like every time we needed something from him, we at least got something. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, to me, Evan, he he just kind of, like, falls forward. You know, like, he's not a guy that is a true threat to me when he's got the ball in his hands. He's not – the way he's beating defenders is by trying to run them over. And at least, you know, with a guy like Devin Singletary, I think that, that third down play where he catches the, 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 the pass out in the left flat, makes one move, gets that defender to miss, puts his shoulder down, and gets forward for three yards to get that first down on third down and short. Um, that's like the perfect example of what Devin Singletary brings to the table and why – he continues and remains to be this team's number one running back, um, short of the fact that no one else can apparently take it from him. He just brings something to the table. And for me, Zach Moss is really just a north-south runner. He does not have a lot of quickness in his game. And yet he falls forward. There's no doubt about that. He, he very rarely takes negative plays. Um, but, you know, I, I just think he leaves a lot to be desired. That's why I'm hoping here over the next couple of weeks we could see James Cook get integrated into the offense and he can earn some trust from this coaching staff, particularly from Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Rich. Rich, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Rich. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. I mean, not for, not for nothing. I mean, love Poyer. Poyer is hard, but I mean, the third and four play, third and four play, when Cooper Cup ran the out, Porter's playing off, gave up the first down. I mean, he, I, get, I get you want to get your money, and he will fall into his position. But I really think he affected our secondary tonight, as well as well as uh, Trey White not being in there. And and why was our sixth round pick? instead of our first-round pick. I, I don't get it. I mean, and love the way the team played. I mean, the defense was savage. The offense was fine, was fine in their groove. They found it, and holy cow, did they ever. Josh Allen should not have uh, – what do you have, two picks, I think? He you did have, have two picks, picks yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the one on McKenzie should not be counted against him. I mean, literally, he got robbed. I mean, literally, literally, the linebacker grabbed it off his shoulder pad because McKenzie didn't catch the ball with his hands. I mean, it, crazy. We should have put the Rams away in the first half. We really, really should have. Yeah, I agree with that. A fun game to watch. As a Bills fan, enjoyed it. But you know what? I mean, keep going. Keep focusing. Try to be better. What we saw tonight isn't even close to what this team is capable of. Especially Josh Allen. Holy, holy cow. Dude's a monster. He really is. Dude is an absolute monster, Rich. Yeah, and, and quickly to, to talk about your point about you know why Christian Benford starts over Kyer Elam. They both ended up playing about 50% of the snaps. We'll see what the official snap count comes out, what that looks like tomorrow. Uh, Sale usually tweets that out um, on his Twitter, at Sale Sports. I, I, I will be interested to see, but this is a franchise that's not afraid of its own shadow. They don't care if a six-round pick beats out their first-round pick. They just don't care. They're going to play the best players. And Christian Benford has earned it all throughout training camp. He earned it through all throughout uh, preseason, and they gave him an opportunity to start this game, and he did nothing to lose it. 
Um, I thought Kyer Elam, when he played today, I thought he also played well. I think both guys played well in this game. And then as for Jordan Poyer, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you were meaning to talk about the touchdown, um, but that's just, I, I think, what was kind of a recipe or was a product of the coverage they were running on that play. They were running a cover two, and, you know, the Kyer Elam on that play was was responsible for the flat player. He squatted. And that opened up a little bit of that. Uh, I mean, where where they hit the Bills is where you beat cover two. You beat it in the you call it the honey hole. Um, it's it's the hole between the the free safety or, or the deep half safety in the corner. And when the corner stay, stays flat like he was supposed to on that play, there's going to be an opening. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. I mean, he that was on display again today. So um, yeah, I think for me, the thing I keep looking at about from this game is the defense gave up ten points. Uh, Matthew Stafford had 240 yards on 29 on 29 completions. He averaged 5.9 yards in attempt. Um, yeah. I don't have too much to, to complain about from this defense tonight, um, short of, you know, giving up a couple of, of, of big plays to Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup's going to get his. No one else had more than five catches. No one else had more than 39 yards in this game uh, outside Cooper Cup. So this was a one-man crew. Um, I, I, I kind of want to re-mention the, the Allen Robinson situation. I mean, he just was a ghost today. That's a player that you heard a lot about during preseason, um, and to see him basically have two—he had two targets in this game. The second one came on the final play that was an incompletion that Christian Benford was in the corner on uh, of the end zone on just a throw up. Um, Allen Robinson had one target throughout the meaningful parts of this football game, and you know, for a guy that was being hyped up as being a legit number two and a guy that was going to help alleviate some of the pressure off Cooper Cup, that just did not happen today. Um, so, that, that, listen, Los Angeles got a lot of things to work out on the offense, particularly on their offensive line. It was not good today. Um, that was on full display from the Bills' defensive line and from Von Miller. Um, and Von Miller and company, I mean, the entire defensive line, I thought, dominated this game. 803-0550. We'll get connected with our fans one more time here. Or, actually, we'll do that on the other side because we're going to take a timeout. We're, uh, actually, before we take a timeout, let's hear from Josh Allen and Von Miller they met with the media after the game you know that first half that lot lot to be left out there for us a lot to be learned from too so um we're gonna we're gonna look at the film and just see how we can get better and um you know try to execute at a higher, at a higher level yeah, even though you delivered the backbreakers to Diggs and davis in the game you really spread the wealth particularly to the backs you just Spreading the ball around, I mean, was that just by design, or were you just literally taking what they were doing? Yeah, just trying to trying to be smart with the football, um, allowing our guys to catch and run. You know, early in the game, they were uh, they were taking away some of the deep stuff. They were playing deep and, and you know, really forcing me to throw it down. Um, but, again, I'm just going to try to take it. You know, I, I had a couple plays that I wish I had back tonight. Um, you know, I think every game you're going to have those. But, you know, just, just allowing our guys to catch the ball in space and make some plays for us, and they did a heck of a job. Are you talking about two of the touch, two touchdowns, though, your run uh, against Bobby Wagner when you kind of had three wide, three receivers over here? Did you kind of sense that the, this rough side was open? And then the touchdown to Diggs, the go route. Um, yeah, that again, that th- we went three by one. Um, you know, I thought we had good leverage, and they kind of fell off on our, our route with Jamison. Um, a little pump fake, and I just got my eyes right. And just saw an opening and um, just tried to make a play. And then the touchdown to Gabe was the first one, right? Or are you talking the one to Steph? To Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, one to Diggs, again, I just, uh, we felt like, um, you know, their corners were were really looking at the quarterback. um, And Diggs just ran a heck of a route. The offensive line protected and just gave him a chance. And he went there and uh, made a play for us. 
so the beginning of the game started with OBJ holding the Super Bowl trophy. Now I follow you on Instagram. You've been hinting at some notes over there about OBJ. Any latest on that? I mean, well, he said whoever won this game, that's where he was going to go, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's truth behind every joke, you know. So, we just had to see, man. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's a huge part of, of our success last year. And, you know, whenever he gets he whenever he gets healthy, man, I'm sure it's a lot of teams that, you know, going to be wanting him. And, you know, we, we just got to wait and see, man. I, I think we did everything we could possibly do to get him. We just got to, you know, wait till he gets healthy, man. Um, we got a great squad over here. And I think everybody, you know, saw it, man. I think Josh, you know, add another weapon, man. That's just another guy that, that we could get the ball to, man. But right now, man, we got a great group of guys, man. You know, Isaiah McKinney. Gabe Davis, um, Dawson Knox, Diggs, man. Um, running backs went crazy today. Offensive line broke the wheel. We got a great team, man. And you know, we're just going to keep going. And you know, we, whenever he gets health, healthy, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. GM Vaughn. What does a play like that feel like for you both in the moment and right after it? Um, again, they're down, just trying to make a play for the team. Just doing what I can do to, to try to get a first down. That's it. Um, you know, guys appreciate that. You know, I, I, I play hard. I want to win, win games no matter how I can do it. Um, that's just, a, I guess, an example of, you know, what I'm willing to do to, to, to win a game and, and just try to get a first down and allow us to keep moving the ball. So, um, you know, it's just all in the heat of the moment, and, you know, I think guys appreciate that. James Cook's first NFL carry didn't go, I'm sure, as he would want it. Um, do you talk to him at all? Yeah, he's, he's fine. He, you know, he's played a lot of big games in his college career, and, um, you know, we know the NFL game is a little bit different, but got no doubt in my mind, you know, the type of player that he is, he's going to be helping us a lot, you know, this season. Um, you know, that's uh, it's unfortunate how it goes, but, you know, one play doesn't define who you are. There's some great running backs mm -hmm. that have played in this league that fumbled their first, you know, carry. So I'm glad he got it out the way, man. He showed us, you know, all types of crazy stuff in practice, man. He's going to have an excellent year this year, man. Kind of got the nerves out the way, you know, Foam the ball or whatever it is, and now it's, it's on the way up. He, he's gonna have a great. He's gonna have a great uh, career for it. Josh, you talked about doing what you have to do, but running ten times in the game. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it in that moment, or are you just doing what you got? I like winning. I, whatever I'm asked to do, I'm, I'm willing to do. And again, um, limiting the hits, obviously sliding and getting out of bounds. That's you know above. You know, the utmost importance there, you know, the best ability is availability. But, again, when I'm called upon to do something for my team, I'm willing to do it. With all the expectations that are placed on you, and you've heard all the talk about Super Bowl, did, did you guys come in here knowing that you did need to make a statement tonight? You did need to show the world that you guys are who everyone thinks you are? No, we needed to win a game. Yes, we sir. needed to put our best foot forward, try to execute the way we know we can execute. Um, and just try to win a game. That's all. You know, one to know each week is is our mindset, playoff caliber. You know, that's that's what we're trying to do. That's what Coach McDermott preaches is, and that's what you know our mindset mentality is every time we step in our facility. Is what can we do to allow ourselves the opportunity to go one to know this week? Thank hey guys. Thank you. All right, there was your QB one, Josh Allen and Von Miller, following tonight's thirty-one to ten win over the Los Angeles Rams. A couple of notes. Um, from this game that that I I thought were were really interesting, um, seeing from this game that the Rams ran eleven personnel, and for those that don't know, that's one running back, one tight end in this game. Um, they ran eleven personnel for one hundred percent of their plays. The Bills blitzed on zero percent. They did not blitz the Rams once tonight. 
thought that was a pretty telling stat. The other one that I found really telling from this game, Rams corner Jalen Ramsey allowed a perfect passer rating of 158.3 in tonight's game. Per Pro Football Focus's initial grading, he was targeted seven times. He allowed six catches for 124 yards in two touchdowns. So um, in this game, uh, you know, obviously there, there, there's a lot of storylines, a lot of things to talk about from this game. But, um, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners in football. Um, just got absolutely toasted in this game by, by Josh Allen, by Gabriel Davis, by Stephon Diggs. And, um, you know, that's certainly something um, to keep in mind for the rest of the season um, as this team starts to – they they have a I'm trying to think of the guy's name uh in Billy Madison that's Billy Madison's former classmate who's got the hit list and Billy Madison calls him and you know apologizes for bullying him in 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 you know high school and he you know takes the thing out and he crosses Billy Madison's name off his hit list and puts the lipstick on that's kind of like Josh Allen tonight uh against Jalen Ramsey uh he sort of crossed Jalen Ramsey out the hit list he, Jalen Ramsey I'm, I'm sure didn't apologize for calling Josh Allen trash and a waste of a draft pick um but I don't think he needed to I think Josh Allen forgave him after you know doing the thing to him tonight, which is exactly, and as, as I say that, they're showing Jalen Ramsey uh, with, a, with a stoic look on his face on the sidelines from this game. Let's grab one more phone call. Let's take a timeout. we got some updates to get to. we got some other, uh, we got the electric play of the game, which we'll have on the other side of this as well. We'll continue taking phone calls as long as you guys want to give us a call. So we've got a couple of phone lines here, 803-0550. The number's the call. The app should be up and working again. We apologize for the issues that we were experiencing there. Let's go to Jim, uh, who's been waiting patiently. Jim, you're on the postgame show. Welcome. Talking to me? Yep, that's you. Go ahead, Jim. Because I don't know which Jim, you know. First of all, I want to talk about how outstanding the defense was. To do uh, seven sacks and held them to less than 200 yards total offense for the Super Bowl champion. That is really crazy. And number two was uh, how do you win with four turnovers it's still 31 points, and did they ever punt the game? I don't even remember. They did not punt, um, and uh, Jim, it was funny. They were showing uh, after the game, uh, I think it was maybe the NFL Network's postgame show, or they were flashing over to a, a group or a crowd of Bills fans, and in the crowd of Bills fans, someone was holding up this, their cell phone in big giant letters that says, we don't punt, which is just you know the bills really just do not punt uh they don't care to they don't want to and no bills fan wants to watch them punt so arm punts just throw interceptions instead of instead of punting the football um 803 we got a couple open phone lines i see him buzzing open we'll get to you guys all on the other side we're gonna take a timeout. uh derek doesn't have a uh update here but he will on the other side so we'll get you uh everything you need to get to here on the other we're gonna get electric play of the game that's gonna be on the other side as well you're listening to buffalo bills post game show this is buffalo bills football All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show on the Buffalo Bills radio network. It's time now for the electric play of the game, and it's brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Josh hands it off. No, keeps it. Rolls to his right. Fires a man wide open. It is caught. It is caught by Davis. Runs into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A beautiful play-action pass. Amazing. A 26-yard touchdown pass. On third down to Gabe Davis, touchdown Bill. 
And that is your electric play of the game, courtesy of John Murphy. And on the very first drive of the game, Josh Allen and the, the, the Allen to Davis connection picked up right where it left off in that Kansas City Chiefs game. And uh, they go on that first drive, get a 26-yard touchdown, which you just heard there is our electric play of the game. Let's take some phone calls and let's get connected with our fans. And let's go to Johnny, who's been waiting patiently. Johnny, you're on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Welcome, Johnny. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, uh, love the show, Nate. Love you, Buff State. Uh, really appreciate you taking my call. Pleasure, man. I uh, want to talk about hey, want to talk about Von Miller, absolute game player, game maker. I, I, him coming off the edge was something that we've never had before, and it really set the tone for the defense. Uh, I mean, just getting us into a a third and long, getting our defense a third and long, really set us up for uh, an easy, easy punt situation for us. Uh, absolutely think Von Miller is going to take us to the to the next level. Um, other than that, I think the only issue we've really ever had was, I mean, the, the holding situation that we had. Uh, really poor holding. We almost missed that field goal. I mean, I'm, I'm – I'm really grasping at straws here, so uh, maybe we should need. <laughs> really, I mean, maybe we should get an, another, maybe get Barkley in there. Maybe we should get uh, something like Matt Ariza back, who can maybe pump the ball and and hold the ball. I mean, he's really close uh, to, to in California, and maybe we should get him back to uh, to punt and hold. I mean, that's the only thing I got. So thanks, Nate. Love the show. Go Bill. Yeah, thanks for the call, Johnny. I don't think they'll be doing that anytime soon. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Sam Martin, I, I what they proved tonight is they're not going to be using their punter very much. And this is their first game together. They're going to have an opportunity to kind of get some rapport and, and, and get each other in a situation where they'll be a little bit more comfortable with one another. Um, so I, I expect that to kind of get better over the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, I mean, Sam Martin's name, I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know what number the guy wears. Uh, and, I, and I prefer to stay this way. I don't, I don't want to know what number the punter wears because I don't want the Bills to ever have to want to punt or need to punt. Uh, but thanks for the call, Johnny. Let's go to Adam. Uh, is now uh, with us here on the post game show. Welcome, Adam. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Is it? It's technically morning. morning. Yes, thank you. <laughs> good, good morning to you as well. <laughs> now, I, I told the screener. I said tonight's game was an imperfect game that still somehow achieved the absolutely perfect result. It's you know you 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 can't look over you can't gloss over the four turnovers. That's that's the big shining light in everybody's face. But. Seven sacks, 150 rushing yards. Granted, Josh Allen had most of them, which is a little bit of a red flag, but not that big of one. But to beat the defending Super Bowl champs in their place by 21 with those turnovers, Josh Allen going for almost 300 passing yards. I think the goal, My I jokingly told my friends, the ideal scenario for me tonight would be this game is not only a win, but a message. If we win 27-24, Okay, yeah, we understand why the Bills is your bowl favorite. We send a 31 to 10 kind of message. It sends a message not only the AFC but everybody saying, "Oh, that's why they're plus 600." And I think, I think even though tonight was not a perfect game, it got the perfect message across. Yeah, no doubt. And I th- thanks for the call, Adam. I I, I think that's right. And. Perfectly imperfect, I think, is uh, is is a good way to sort of um, encapsulate tonight's game, right? I it, what they were able to accomplish offensively while still turning the ball over four times, 
um, I think just goes to show you how potent this offense can be. And, you know, they don't punt and um, nine of 10 on third down. I mean, that's, that's another piece to this whole thing. That's um, yeah. I mean, just overall, a really impressive performance. Listen for a team that didn't play much in the preseason in terms of starters, um, th- th- this was a good opportunity for them to get their feet wet, to get their gears greased, um, and get moving in the right direction as they as they head into the important part of the schedule over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it does not get easier. I mean, Tennessee next week on Monday Night Football, Week Three in Miami. I mean, they got three straight. Well, they got two of their next three are going to be on the road and uh, against two, ve- three very good teams. I mean, Tennessee, who won the AFC last year, um, at least won the AFC regular season title last year, was the number one seed going into the playoffs. They lost to the to the ultimate team that that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then, obviously, you have Baltimore, who was riddled with injuries last year and will be looking to have a bounce-back year, and, and I think a much-improved Miami Dolphins team. So this it does not get easier as we move forward. So um, you know, cleaning up some of the mistakes they made tonight I think will be really important. Chief among them is, is you know not turning the football over. They I thought they were pretty disciplined in terms of penalties. They had one offside penalty that was you know kind of a, a tough one to swallow. That was Spencer Brown on a, on a first and 10 from the 11-yard line after getting pinned deep on a punt so um yeah it'll be it'll be and listen I think you know I how they you know Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders just tweeted out like the Bills a, a lot of teams would love to have Shaq Lawson as a key depth piece to their defensive line and he he can't even see the field um they're just so deep on across their defensive line right now and we'll, we'll see what Ed Oliver's injury looks like look like an ankle injury that he left with it looked like he tried to come back in the game but um Ended up leaving again due to that ankle injury, so hopefully um, he'll he'll get figured out there, and and he hopefully he won't miss too much time. Luckily, they've got a nice extended break here between now and that Monday Night Titans game, so he'll have some opportunity to uh, to get healthy between now and then. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Kenny. Kenny, who's been waiting patiently, you are on the post game show. Welcome, Kenny. Hey, how's it going, Nate? I appreciate you staying up late with us. Uh, Pleasure, man. The Bills fans, of course. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that uh, you know I. Obviously, none of us uh, know how the season is going to end, but I just think we're in for a great season, and I think we should all enjoy the ride. And uh, I just want to thank the Bills for uh, not face planting and not giving the NFL world uh, three days to talk about like why we're you know so favorited. And then uh, also, Von Miller, I just I, I think he's uh, one of the missing pieces, and uh, I just want to make the point where I think he showed us uh, late in last year's Rams playoff run where. He's just getting started back. He may be 33, but I hear you know sports experts talk all the time. It takes like a full year to recover from serious injuries, and he's in his now full year after a complete, uh, I believe, peroneal left ankle tear. And I, I mean, he just showed me a lot. I'm just, I'm really excited for what he's going to do. Yeah, the speed, uh, the bend, uh, his pass rushing skill, the plan that he comes with, and listen, I part of what we won't talk about with. But with Von Miller is the toolage. It's the leadership that he's able to bring with the other guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really impressed by what I saw on the field from Von Miller tonight. Um, and that goes without saying how much he offers off the field to these young players. Let's go to Bill. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Bill, uh, and who is now on the postgame show. Welcome, Bill. Hi, Nate. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm doing great. I'm, I breathe a sigh of relief, as I'm sure most of us are doing tonight, that the first hurdle is is off our sh- shoulders, so to speak. And uh, uh, so it's nice to get that under our belts and then, again, show why we can dominate games. But having said that, I was just wondering about, you know, with the turnovers and whatnot, and thankfully, I guess, that the Rams uh, return the favor 
uh, with turnovers as well, at kind of inopportune times for them. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking about the shortened preseason and, and also the fact that, again, we, as you hit upon, the lack of starters getting any real game action uh, in the preseason other than the intra-squad, you know, with scrimmages and whatnot. And, uh, and you know, thankfully the Rams did actually mess up a few times because we might have been in a little more different situation score-wise, to say the least. And, just you know, every game counts uh, as, as much as the next. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to leave that with you and, and see what you thought about that. And, and uh, you know, we've, we made some great plays, uh, of course, and we made some sloppy ones. So, uh, we thankfully, we got away with those, and uh, let's keep going. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bill. I, I would agree. And, listen, you know, I, you won't you won't catch me trying to convince you or anybody else that um, the Bills are going to need to not turn the ball over four times ever again in a game. And regardless of the opponent, um, you know, th- this is obviously very they're, – they're the defending champions to, to – suggest that they're not a worthy opponent which I know you weren't doing it's just just to suggest they aren't a worthy opponent is you know not to maybe acknowledge just how good that team was last year and how good they were down the stretch how good they were in the playoffs I mean they were arguably as listen I mean maybe no team played as well as the Bills did in the playoffs last year particularly on offense from Josh Allen um, but on the other side like I mean that that was a Matt, Matt Stafford in that offense did some things um, in the final stretch of that that playoff run last year, that that got them to a Super Bowl, and um, the Bills' defense really just neutralized everything. I mean, not blitzing that that offense uh, one time during that game, um, having the success that they had. I mean, that that is that is as, as telling as it gets. Let's go to Butch in North Carolina. Butch, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Butch. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking my phone call. I've been a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, you know, Buff State all the way to. It was a good game. What do you what do you think about the game? Well, that was great. I mean, there's there's a lot there was a lot to love from the game, and I I kind of you know talking about Von Miller and Jordan Phillips. I mean, the defensive line. I mean, I could I could turn a whole two hour post game just talking about the defensive line and and the things that it opened up for the rest of the defense, like the linebackers. I mean, the linebackers are flying around. I mean, whether it was in the pass game, a guy catching the ball, turning around. I mean, getting absolutely blown off the ball, um, or you you look on the other side and. And you look at the Bills' offensive line. I thought the Bills' offensive line really did a great job neutralizing Aaron Donald in this game, and 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 Leonard Floyd, who are who are no, you know, that's no easy task to take those guys and 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 take them to school and 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 you know neutralize them at the point of attack. I think the Bills won this game at the line of scrimmage um, on both sides, the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. I mean, they just established a physical brand of football that I think last year they they were probably they you would probably consider the Bills more of a finesse team last year, um, and I think that's. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, um, but they went from a team that you would probably consider and, and refer to as a finesse team, um, and they looked like a team that could run the ball down your throat. They could play a physical brand of football at the line of scrimmage. Um, they can jam you at the line of scrimmage, whether you're receivers, and you know they, they can hit. Uh, and and they just they looked free. They looked like they were playing with instincts. Uh, it, there's it's probably hard to find things that I didn't love in this game, and and. But part of the things, that, obviously, that everyone's kind of pointing out tonight is the, is the turnovers. That's certainly something the Bills are going to have to clean up as they play better teams. And you know, I, I I'm not thinking Josh Allen's going to make a uh, a routine of throwing two interceptions in a, in a football game. So yeah, I, you know, a couple of things to clean up. And obviously, I, I do think they need to figure out a a good rotation at the running back position. I think right now they're not giving enough carries or not giving enough volume touches to Devin Singletary, who I think has earned the right to be this team's number one running back. I think it's time to give him and feed him the ball as such, and let's find out who can be this team's RB2. Can it be James Cook? Can it be 
Zach Moss. I'm not really convinced that Zach Moss can be that guy. So I, I would like to see that that the that this team give an opportunity to, to James Cook, even though he fumbled the ball um, in his first carry today. I'd like to see him get an opportunity next week against Tennessee um, to maybe establish himself a little bit more there. We're gonna take a timeout on the other side. We'll get to more phone calls. I got three open phone lines. Give us a shout. Uh, 803-0550. We'll get more fo- more of your phone calls. We'll get connected with our fans on the other side. Um, we'll also get an eye on the quarterback. We'll also preview next week's game against Tennessee. So we got a lot of get to here in the next 35, 45 minutes or so here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Here's the snap. Josh looks to his left. Pumps once. Now he's going to keep it. He's going to run. He's inside the five. He tries to stretch into the end zone. He is in. He is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen stretched it out and crossed the goal line for the Buffalo touchdown. The Buffalo Bills keeping up the hype. A 31-10. to 10. Uh, Nate, I might want some help on this. Like, what do you call this? Is it a, a boat racing, a shellacking? Uh, what, do you, what do you call this? I, I don't want to keep using the same words. I think shellacking is a good one. Um, beat down. Beat down. Slap in the face. You know, like uh, redheaded stepchild. <laughs> I don't know. That's... So that's all I got for you. Well, we'll go with shellacking. That was Nate's pick. A 31-10 shellacking over the defending champion Los Angeles Rams. Despite a pair of interceptions, Josh Allen in the passing offense pinpointing this one. 26 of 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns to overcome the interceptions. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie all reeling in touchdowns for Buffalo. Allen also leading the team in rushing 10 carries, 56 yards, and that touchdown that you heard right there at the start of the update. On the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford and the Rams were not allowed to get comfortable. Sacked seven times by the Bills' defense, twice by newcomer Von Miller. Stafford ended up 29 of 41, 240 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Dane Jackson, Jordan Poyer, Boogie Basham, the beneficiaries there in the secondary. The Rams game, non-existent as well. Just 52 rushing yards as a team, and Cooper Cup did all that he could for L.A. He had 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. There is some injury news, though, for the Bills. Defensive tackle Ed Oliver missed the second half due to injury. But luckily, the Bills do get a long rest before their home opener on Monday Night Football. That coming on September 19th when they host the Tennessee Titans in Orchard Park, New York. This update delivered by UPS Stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business, all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. That was Nate Geary for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Before we get to more phone calls and get connected with our fans, let's get an eye on the quarterback, and it's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. If you haven't been, you know, looking on your cell phone all night and just staring at Josh Allen's stats from this game, 26 of 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked twice, had an 89.9 QBR, which is probably right up there with the highest of his career, 112 quarterback rating. He also added 10 carries for 56 yards and a score on the ground. So, yeah, I'd say in terms of eye on the quarterback, uh, Josh Allen had quite the game this evening. Let's get a couple of phone calls in before we take one more time out for the evening, and then on the other side we'll uh, we'll grab a couple phone calls as well. Let's go to Justin. Justin, you're on the Buffalo Bills pre uh, postgame show, uh, pregame. It's the morning, so, you know, I'm getting confused. But, Justin, welcome. You're on the postgame show. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? 
Good, good. Hey, uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, I just want to say Josh Allen, like he, he's a beast. He, he's the guy that we haven't had in a, in a long time. I, I totally understand that, but I feel like the defense tonight played lights out. I mean, they held the Super Bowl champs at home to ten points. Cooper Cup with uh, what it was like 152 yards, a touchdown. I mean, that's. Yeah, I don't know that you're going to see that again this season. You know, um, I don't know that there's too many defenses out there that can do that to Cooper Cup, uh, MVP player last year. You know, the dude, dude's a monster. And not to take anything away from the Bills, Josh Allen's a beast. Um, our defense played lights out. I just feel like defense should get more, uh, slightly more credit tonight for the win. Um, you know, no no disrespect towards Josh Allen and no mock towards Tyrod Taylor, but I think Tyrod probably could have won this game tonight with <laughs> the defense that we had. Your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, it's funny. I mean, at the end of the day, this was a Bills offense that sort of felt unstoppable at times. Um, the only thing in, that really got in the Bills offense's way is themselves and the mistakes that they made uh, with a couple of interceptions and fumbles. So, yeah, I mean, do, do, do I think that, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor maybe could have won this game? I don't. Sure. I'm. It's 2022. When, when, when do you think I will have to, to never say Tyrod? Uh, listen, I, I'm a Tyrod guy. Actually, that's probably not super true. I mean, you know, I wasn't a hater. I just wasn't like the believer. But like, you know, the Lord's year 2022. Does he have to be out of the league? Does he have to be on 40? Does he have to be collecting a pension for me to never have to to talk about it again? Or I'll give it another ten years. Ten years? Yeah, another decade. I'll give, I'll give it that. Well, I mean, he's okay. going to start for the Giants next year, so you're going to have to next year. About that I, yeah. I I'd say you know what? Next it's year, week eight. He'll still have this mention because yeah. he was the drought breaker after all. So, twas the drought breaker. Yes. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Jim. Hey, how are you doing? I am uh, driving down the 405 freeway. Just left SoFi Stadium, uh, originally from Buffalo. Nice. Didn't miss this one. Um, every, you know, all the, uh, the glitter of LA Stadium was packed. SoFi Stadium is amazing. I felt like I was watching what we should have been watching last year's Super Bowl. Um, if you Think about last year's season and what should have happened. I felt like I was actually at the Super Bowl. Um, you guys pretty much covered the game technically, other than the score should have been 45 to 3 in my book. But I just got to tell you, the Buffalo fans, you, a huge shout out. I'm standing uh, at the bottom of an escalator watching a sea of blue jerseys <laughs> shouting, Let's go, Buffalo. At some point, it felt like there were more Buffalo fans in that stadium than Rams fans. I don't know if these people live in California. I don't know if they jumped on airplanes, but huge shout-out. Best fans in the world. Great game. Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of them traveled. Um, I know a lot of my buddies that went down and traveled. And, uh, yeah, the Buffalo airport uh, was packed to the brim with Bills fans heading out to L.A. for this game. And, uh yeah, this by the way, this is a funny stat. Somebody just tweeted in Scott uh, Scott on Twitter tweeted at me and did a little uh, little, little chart here. Uh, over the last six games, Josh Allen has twenty touchdowns. The Bills have punted eleven times. Nine more touchdowns than just Josh Allen has nine more touchdowns than the team has punts. Seven of those punts came in the Jets game, one game. So, 
Okay, let's go to Joe in Buffalo. Joe, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Joe. Hey, guys. How you doing? I appreciate uh, you taking my call. Absolutely, man. Uh, just want to say I think it's been demonstrated that how valuable Josh is. Um, once again, he's our leading rusher. Just want to know what you guys feel about that. And, um, you know, knowing how long it's taken to get a franchise quarterback, how much we should reel him in versus, mm. uh, you know, let him go versus uh, with his aggressiveness. Yeah, I, I think it's a good question, Joe. And listen, I, th- I think right now he can be this player. You know, I, like he can be this player right now. But what tonight showed is there is there's going to be built-in sustainability to his game. He had the quickest release touchdown in the NFL over the entire last season, 1.63 seconds on the on the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown. I think he averaged 2.47 from snap to throw today, um, and he did a lot of his damage from the pocket. Today showed that there is sustainability in Josh Allen's game long after he can't be the guy that runs over and stiff arms corners. You know, I mean, that's the reality. Do do I believe? I, I would like him to maybe save some of this for January and December when this stuff's really going to matter. But listen, this is a big game. He, like he said, he loves he likes winning football games. I saw a quote from Devin Singletary saying he wished that people could see every time Josh Allen ran the ball and got hit, he was smiling and laughing. Like he just he's a big giant golden retriever. I mean, that's just what he is. He's just a big giant fast. He's Air Bud. He literally is Air Bud. So. <clears throat> I think from the Bills, absolutely. There's always going to be a desire, I think, to reel him in just a little bit. Um, and will they be able to do that right now? I don't think so. Um, but I think at the end of the day, as long as he is able to run the football as effectively as he is, he's a weapon in that category. I would like the Bills to find some more consistency in the run game from their, um, you know, from the, from their running backs. And I think at the at a certain time here, what you have to start asking yourself is, you know. Or do we want to continue give you know putting him in harm's way? Um, and I think at the end of the day, you, you keep coming back to like, well, he's th- this Bills offense is better when the ball's in his hands. Whether he's throwing the ball, whether he's running the ball, um, you know this this offense is just better when Josh Allen is the primary and the focal point of this offense. And and he certainly was tonight. Let's go to Andrew. Andrew, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Andrew. Andrew, you there? Yes, I am. Shoot. Uh, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to give some shine to Jordan Phillips. Uh, the energy he's brought from day one, even before his second skin with the Bills, with the game against the Jaguars when Len Fournette tried to fight the whole Bills team, <laughs> Jordan Phillips was down the sidelines wanting all the smoke. Yeah. I absolutely love Jordan Phillips. Shout out to Wichita, Kansas. He's a Midwestern guy. He brings that heart and that soul. And Jordan Phillips just balled out tonight. So let's do some shine to Jordan Phillips. Uh, love that guy. Love the energy he brings. I'll hang up and let me talk. Just tell me about Jordan Phillips' energy and how that, how much that energy brings to that team. Yeah, I love the point, Andrew. Thanks for the call. I, listen, you know, Jordan Phillips, the best version of Jordan Phillips is Jordan Phillips in a Bills uniform. I know he signed a one-year deal. I don't know how you make that work with him. The reason they didn't make it work with him last time is I just think that 
you know, listen, I mean, he he made he went off and made like twelve million a year with Arizona, and good for him, and he got his money, but I, he wasn't in a good situation. Um, he got his money, and and I wonder how you can keep him for a, a longer term. Um, you know, coming up here because I think for me. He is the spark plug of your defense. The energy level when he's on the field gets ramped up a bit. He's just so large, and for his size, he's got such such quickness, such great feet. Um, I, he was really impressive in his first game back as a Bill. He's going to be an integral part of what this team does on third down. I mean, he is such a weapon as an interior pass rusher on third down. I mean, he pulled a spin move out at like 6'5", 350. I mean, that's just it's sort of unheard of on, on his ability and what he's able to do. Um, yeah, he just he wasn't as impressive as anybody in this game. And, um, you know, he's going to have the ability to not worry about really seeing a damn double team. I, it just how, how can you double team Jordan Phillips when you've got, you know, hopefully a healthy Ed Oliver on the other side of him when you got, you know, uh, Von, Von, um, Von Miller coming off the edge and Gregory Rousseau, a guy we also didn't really talk about tonight, I thought had a really strong game. And I mean, that guy just crashes the edge. I mean, he just establishes a physical presence on the other side of that, um, of that defensive line than Von Miller. You've got speed, you've got size. I mean, they just, they've, they've got everything. Um, on this Bills defensive line, and and tonight it just was on full display. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Let's take let's pause ten seconds, so we can uh, have all of the stations along our network identify themselves. So let's do that here. Let's pause ten seconds for station ID. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills radio network. Sports Radio five fifty WTR Buffalo WKSE HD two Niagara Falls Buffalo ninety eight point five FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's take a timeout. On the other side, we'll get to a couple of final phone calls. We'll get things wrapped up. We'll preview next week's matchup against Tennessee. That's all coming up next year. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is Buffalo Bills football. All right, welcome back to our final segment here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show on the Buffalo Bills radio network. And uh, Bills, they win 31 to 10 tonight. And looking through Twitter, you know, that's, that's what I do. Um, a, lot of, a lot of talk about the Bills defensive line. I think that's going to really be the story um, for this week, especially for, those, uh, for the film people up on Twitter. I would expect to see a lot of videos of one-on-one battles. Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones, who probably won't get talked about enough in this game, just absolutely dominating the point of attack. Um, it, was, it was a great, great showing from this Bills defensive line. And, A.J. Epinesa, one and a half sacks. Jordan Phillips, one and a half sacks. Von Miller, two sacks. I mean, it just was a uh, it was a show out there from this defensive line. And if that's a uh, sneak peek of things to come, they're gonna they're gonna really uh, they're gonna be in a good spot for the rest of the season. And when you think about this group on the on the defensive line, Shaq Lawson didn't play in this game. I think he's another guy that could absolutely. I mean, he I thought he played probably had one of the best preseasons of any of the, of, of the defensive ends that played in the preseason. This year, so um, yeah, I mean they they've got him. They got a fifth guy in, in Shaq Lawson. They've they've got you know uh, Bryant and the and the interior. If if uh, you know Ed Oliver misses any length of games, but you look at their defensive uh, their defensive line, and then you look at their defensive backfield, safety too, safety and corner. Christian Benford played great today. Uh, I thought Kyer Elam played great today in his spot duty as well. So right now, when Tre'Davious White comes back, they've got two groups of starting caliber defensive uh, defensive. Uh, Two uh, of corners, I'm sorry. And then you have DeMar Hamlin, who had like three special teams tackles. Jaquan Johnson, who really showed out, I thought, um, in the preseason on his, uh, you know, in his couple of drives with the starting defense against Carolina. 
Um, this is a team that, and, and listen, I you know I, I talked about their depth earlier this week, and it's kind of like okay, yeah, but you know it's it's the it's the top guys, it's the 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 thoroughbreds that that are going to get you to Super Bowl. But I got to tell you, the Bills just from a depth perspective, they're just as deep as it as it gets. I mean, from wide receiver to offensive line, maybe offensive line is the only place you maybe worry about their depth a little bit, but defensive line, linebacker, defensive back. Their defense from front to back is just absurdly deep. Um, so it's great to see. All right, let's uh, get a quick preview in here for the Bills' next opponent. They'll be um, facing off against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football next week. And the Tennessee Titans, uh, who do they even play this week? They, um, they've got to play someone. Uh, the Tennessee Titans play the New York Giants, so they'll likely be 1-0 heading into Buffalo next Monday night. I, Monday night's going to be absolutely insane at the stadium. Um, I'll be looking forward to uh, to being there live in Monday Night Football. It's been a while for me since I've been to a Monday night game, um, so I'll be there live in the broadcast booth. Looking forward to that. Um, but this defensive line is in a way better position to stop Derrick Henry and that 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 run heavy attack um, than they were at any point last year. And, and talk about in you know intimate knowledge of, of what they're going to try to do offensively. Daquan Jones, you know, I mean, he played for the, the, the Titans for the last five years. Having him on, on the good side this time and, and, and being stout at the middle, I think should be a real big advantage for the Bills. Um, so I want to take a moment to just say some heinous things about the uh, Tennessee Titans. Sure. Um, they are never a fun team to watch. Nope. They're, they play like they're in the 1980s. Their uniforms look like a mismatch of futuristic and yet stuck in the past and equal terrible. And the Bills have the damnedest time trying to beat them somehow. They do. They they always they they tend to play in good games. Even the games that they've they've won. Um like I'm thinking back you've did, the ready, Are you ready for I was the three, say, so I said Tyrod. They're 3 and, me. They're 3 and 7 in their last 10 games against the Tennessee Titans. Here are the th- scores of the 3 games that they won. Back in 2000, 16 to 13. Uh 2018 Thirteen to twelve, and then two thousand nineteen. That was a Tyrod game, and this was all. And this was a Allen game of uh, fourteen to seven. So wow, real barn burners that these guys go ahead and uh, lose to the Bills to. Uh, but meanwhile, most of these, except for one, which was the I don't know which game they're going to end up playing in twenty twenty. Are they going to play the Chiefs? Or are they going to play the Titans? The Titans had a bunch of COVID numbers. They weren't sure if the game was actually going to go on, and then they lost forty two to sixteen. So, please, Buffalo Bills, for the love of everything that is holy, put a beat down on the ham sandwich of the NFL that I hate more than the New England Patriots. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't like Tennessee. I don't like Mike Vrabel, but I, don't, I, I wouldn't maybe put them in the same category their as the home New England run, Patriots. Their home run forward pass was a joke. That's right. I'm glad that they were one yard short. Home run throw forward. Yes. And their head coach has a punchable face. Oh, super punchable. Yeah, super punchable face, no doubt about that. All right, we're going to close things up for the evening here. Uh, thanks, for everyone, for listening. The Bills, they get their 31-10 to victory. They move to 1-0 on the season. We'll be back in a few hours here with Howard and Jeremy and Joe uh, to recap on F- Buffalo Bills Football Friday. And then uh, I'll be back on Sports Talk Saturday with Zach. We'll talk more. We'll get some national perspective on this game and all of that good stuff. So thanks for listening here on the Buffalo Bills Post Game Show. This is Buffalo Bills Football.